It takes more than an encyclopedic knowledge of keyboard shortcuts to be a great software engineer. <laughs> this is Soft Skills Engineering. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host and walking encyclopedia, Dave Smith. Dave showed off his knowledge of keyboard shortcuts right before we started recording, mm-hmm. but that's not enough, Dave. <laughs> you need more than that. Soft Skills Engineering is a podcast where we take questions from technical people about non-technical things, and uh, we'll show you that in a s- second. I, <laughs> man, <laughs> blew it. I need to practice my intros more. I thought it was. I thought that was great. Thanks. And we will show you this. <laughs> this Soon. is how we do it. <laughs> don't delete this episode yet because we haven't shown it to you yet (laughs) (laughs) okay we do have a comment from a listener do you want to read that one dave yeah sure this comes from this is a follow-up from episode 54 which was a question about uh downgrading titles i think and the associated stuff with that but let me just get to you also have an encyclopedic knowledge of all of our episodes (laughs) that's right you say a number and i'll tell you what it was about just i just memorize all of them and he will show you that later (laughs) 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 okay (laughs) oh that was good okay He writes, hi guys, long time listener and I'm still loving the podcast. I wanted to follow up on a question of mine that was answered in episode 54. I ended up quitting and getting a new job. Gasp. I was able to find a new job in IT consulting with great benefits, great pay, and a sweet, sweet title. I wonder what it was, like Chief Puma Tamer or something? (laughs) I wonder if the sweet is literally, it's like... (laughs) Sugar points are better than story points. Sugar points, yeah, sugar points. (laughs) Okay, let me keep reading. Best of all, I'm doing cool stuff and have a lot of influence around the company's technical growth. I think a key to finding this job was to really butter up recruiters that sent me LinkedIn messages. I try my best to always be courteous and give them time to talk and discuss the opportunity. Thanks for doing the podcast. I definitely owe you some positive karma. How do I get one of those coveted soft skills engineering stickers? Wait, I thought you owe us something, not us owe you a sticker. (laughs) Yeah, wait a minute. (laughs) Your, Your karma balance will be overdrawn (laughs) just look to the east on the morning of the third day and it'll be there sticker will be there just like gandalf (laughs) yeah we could we could probably arrange that thank you thank you for following up we always like to hear how it worked out Mm -hmm. i think um success stories from quitting your job we will gladly take the credit for that that also might owe a lot to the market, <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> to us. Uh, if you feel like you're in a bad situation and you quit, you'll generally end up in a better situation right now. So It's true. It's the golden age. All right. You want to read, read our, our first, first question? question? Oh, man. Yes. We were, it's like we were thinking the same thing. <laughs> what are the odds of that? One, I guess, now. <laughs> This is from an anonymous listener. Thank you for the great show. I'm working towards financial independence, which I define as being able to sustain myself indefinitely in a frugal but comfortable life. Once I achieve this goal, I will quit my job to follow my dreams and never have a traditional full-time job again, i.e. I'll exit the rat race. If the question just ended here, this would actually be cyberbullying because it'd be this person rubbing in how good their life is compared to ours. Because <laughs> we're in so a I'm rat race. there's a question. Yeah. Oh. However, nothing is certain if after a few years things don't work out and I find myself needing a job again, how much will the decision of having left the corporate world hurt my chances of getting hired? Well, that depends entirely on how many times you drop the phrase rat race on your way out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Or on your way in the door next time. (laughs) I'm coming back to the rat race with all you rats. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think it depends on what you call the time while you weren't working. Um, can you yes. just call it stealth mode in a startup? Ooh, I can't and tell you about it. it's so stealthy. Yeah, no one has ever known what it was about. Just put a new item on your LinkedIn profile that's like, you know, November 2017 to present, stealth mode startup. Yeah. And it's like you fishing in the woods or something. <laughs> it has to be it has to be something with traveling, right? All these all these people end up living the nomad lifestyle, mm-hmm. climbing mountains. Maybe uh <laughs> okay. Maybe this person's dream is to exit the corporate rat race and enter like a different corporate rat race. So they wanna just be like a straight up office worker, not technical. Oh, I hadn't considered that. <laughs> they want to work at Dunder Mifflin or whatever. <laughs> Paper salesman. Yeah, I mean, you you could. Well, that was half in jest, but it depends what you do in your time off. If you're doing nothing at all related to technical stuff, mm-hmm. then you'll have a big blank spot. But if you do software as a hobby, if you keep in touch with industry people and then you kind of hang out with those people, even if you're not working full time, I don't know that it'll be that big of a of an issue to get back in. I was going to say, just write a little bot that checks in a random commit to your GitHub profile so you keep your commit history with some, you know, some peppered blue dots in there. And then you can just say, yeah, I was working on software this whole time. You can just cherry pick commits from other projects. There are <laughs> tools that let you modify your Git history and then it'll push that up to GitHub and then Ooh. you can have whatever you want. People use them to make designs in those <laughs> commit things. That would be awesome. So those aren't great metrics for <laughs> evaluating how often someone writes code. But yeah, I think if you're still doing technical stuff on the side, it basically if you're keeping your skills intact or your connections intact, I don't think it would be that hard to slip back into the workforce. Mm-hmm. If you're not, that would be trickier. Uh, if you if you literally just move to a cabin in the woods and don't touch computers and don't <laughs> talk to people that touch computers for six years and then want to get back in, you'll you'll need to somehow demonstrate you can still do it. So you might need some time, some rat race prep time, I guess. <laughs> like a training montage <laughs> of you remembering all your keyboard shortcuts and making stuff move around on the page with JavaScript and migrating database. When you said rat race training, I immediately thought of a big hamster wheel with this this caller, this listener running around inside. <laughs> Limit. Dun, 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 gotta push it to the limit. Dun, 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 dun. That's the traditional montage music. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, what do you think, Dave? I think that you could say you were in consulting. <laughs> and yeah, that's true. You didn't have a lot of clients, but the ones you You're had were very loyal. You're really bad at sales. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but 100% satisfaction with the clients you did have. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I would I would almost certainly start my own business that I could put on my resume. Uh it would just be so easy to be like, well, I started running my own business for a while and you know, yeah. it wasn't didn't turn out to be sustainable, so you know, yeah, we burned so through all of our says, venture capital. <laughs> quit my job and follow my dreams. And I'm imagining that at some level of skill in whatever their dream is, there's a way to make money from it. 
So like if, if, if it's to go run ultra marathons or something, right, they're professional marathon runners. There's some way you could tie it into, if you're worried about this mismatch of like, what, someone just didn't have a job and didn't try and earn money. I could see that being a culture shock to some places. And Mm -hmm. and you could, you could definitely, yeah, start a business and you just don't need to try very hard because you have the financial (laughs) flexibility to not, not need money that much, but you don't have to say no to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and frankly, even if there was a gap on your resume, I wouldn't care that much as a hiring manager, personally. I've actually hired people who have done this. I, I, I can only remember one. Um, but I've seen it, you know, where they, where they say, hey, I'm coming back into the industry. I've been out for a little while, maybe two years, one year, two years, three years. I haven't seen much more than that. I think if you were out yeah. for five or even 10 years, that could be pretty serious, you know, you would need to kind of wallpaper over that somehow. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a problem that a lot of women that take time off to have children end up encountering is mm-hmm. is the gaps are 10-ish years and putting mom for some reason doesn't pump up the companies that want to hire you. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe if it's that long, you need a better story or a more detailed story. Yeah, for 10, for 10 plus years for sure. But anything less than five years, I would say, ah, you can get back into it. It's like riding a bike. I think telling this story is pretty interesting. And I would definitely be interested if I gleaned this information from a resume because it communicates that you have a lot of dedication, just not necessarily to the rat race, but it takes <laughs> a lot of planning and a lot of discipline and some pretty hard work to... Unless you earn millions of dollars, you need to save an outrageously large percentage of the money you earn and Mm -hmm. and constrain the way you live pretty heavily uh, in a way that our culture doesn't really encourage. So I I, I think I would be really interested in talking to a person that did this, even if they just told Mm -hmm. me, yeah, I worked for a while. I tried to live very frugally after that and and I'm back. I think that would almost be a plus to me if, if they could demonstrate they still had the skills. Not almost a plus. It would be a plus to me. So it's like because they're so out of the box, like they were able to break the norms and. Yeah, I mean, they they clearly have the ability to get hard things done. The hard thing they got done just wasn't like ship this project 10% faster. It was like Mm -hmm. live this pretty radically different lifestyle. What if you just showed up and and they're like, where were you for the last five years? And you just say, I was in a coma. (laughs) (laughs) And then if they ever follow up and say, you know, start prying into that, just say, oh, that coma, that was actually a metaphor. For what? For not being in the rat race, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so the Fell rat race is the, in the wheel. real world, and you were you were living off in this dream world. Yes. So you're saying I went into a coma okay. inside of a hamster wheel, and see I've a just coma been sounds bad. Around. But this sounds good. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, don't don't do the coma thing. Sorry, I'm shooting down your idea. <laughs> Dave, your joke would be a bad idea in the real world. <laughs> I do not approve. What did Rip Van Winkle do? Did he go back to work when he woke up or did he just wander around? Because he had a pretty long gap, right? <laughs> Let me pull up his LinkedIn profile here. Yeah, what did he put in there? Oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this. What? <laughs> there actually is someone who goes by Rip, whose last name is Van Winkle, on LinkedIn. And guess what okay. his current position is? Asleep? On sabbatical. <laughs> that has to be a joke. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it's a joke. 
I'm looking through this history. This looks real. I hope this person is self-aware. Mm-hmm. I have literally found two different people whose last name is Van Winkle and who go by Rip on LinkedIn. Are they are they both on sabbatical? Because once is a coincidence. The second one is a maintenance tech. So I don't think this one's on sabbatical. Okay. There are options for you (laughs) on sabbatical. Yeah, I think the broader point is we are not overly concerned about this. I could see... Yeah, I mean, maybe depending on the company culture, if the the company's really into the rat race, mm-hmm. <laughs> then they might they might not love weird people like this that don't fit their model. But I how, feel like, what's that? I was gonna say, how dare you disparage the rat race? This is what they'll say to you across the table. Yeah, and that's a signal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think I think especially at startups, I mean, there are plenty of places that that like to hire what they consider to be innovative, idiosyncratic people. And I don't mm-hmm. think you'd have a problem finding some mm-hmm. kind of work. I agree. All right. Question answered. Yep. Would you like to read our next question, Dave? Absolutely. But before we do that, I just want to say to our last question asker, if you go out of the rat race, please promise us you'll keep listening to our show anyway. <laughs> Yeah, have it on your iPod while you're climbing Mount Everest. Exactly. Okay, this next question comes from a listener named Josh who says, I'm currently working as a software engineer. I think software is fascinating and I enjoy writing code. But lately, I've noticed that I struggle to keep myself motivated to write code. I can also tell that I tend to perform better in meetings and collaborative environments. I'm starting to wonder if I would enjoy or perform better in a business role rather than a technical one. I think my ideal situation would be a hybrid of both. How can I test those waters without burning bridges? If that's the path I decide to take, how do I make the shift without taking a pay cut? Hmm, good question. When Josh says perform better in meetings, I just imagine him standing up and belting out some show tune classic or something. (laughs) He performs better. (laughs) Yeah. Oklahoma, where the something, something, <laughs> something. Um, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I would be tempted to update your resume or your LinkedIn profile to say good at meetings because that's all I heard when I, <laughs> when I saw this. If you're looking for a yeah. self-starter who's good at meetings. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Josh. That was a little... A little bit teasy, but so uh, I've been I've been doing some job interviews lately, and I think that I have found I don't know if I've seen it enough to declare it an industry wide trend, but I've seen it enough to say it's possible. There are definitely places where um, technical project managers are very valued, and people mm-hmm. move from software to project management or product management, and and the ability to understand what it takes to build something technically is really important absolutely it's it's kind of a cultural thing but but i think this isn't some weird like what a programmer wants to do business stuff whoa and (laughs) it's it's not unheard of uh and and i think your skill set and your background could be pretty valuable yeah i'm I'm glad you mentioned technical product project and program managers because at my current company those are hugely respected very important positions that really make the company run and they're super super important and the, yeah. the technical and, background is really valuable. Yeah, I know Microsoft, for example, mm-hmm. they, their 
project managers are all they all have a background in software that's kind of what they hire for yeah so so you can definitely find roles that fit that niche 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 how do you say that word uh it's pronounced i have no idea niche <laughs> niche i think is the correct pronunciation that's the philosopher guy i think oh i'm always oh. In the philosopher. <laughs> okay I think the pathway is there. I think you just need to identify, is this something you can do at your current company or mm -hmm. do you need to look for a different job? I Yeah, depending on your company, it's totally possible. At my last company, we had an engineer who expressed some interest in uh, product management and we tried it out for a while and we gave a six-month time window and we said we would reassess it at the end of the six-month period and we did and the engineer told us, I don't really like this. So we said, okay, <laughs> back to being an engineer and it Good worked out fine. he didn't quit. Yeah. But uh, it worked out fine. And the point, though, is that you really need to have a clear plan in place and make sure management has actually bought into the idea of reverting this decision if it turns out to be bad. Not all companies are that If you flexible. do it at your same company. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it yeah. will be a lot easier to bounce back into engineering if you stay at the same company. If you go interview at some other company explicitly for one of these more business-facing roles and then change your mind... Well, you're probably going to have to quit that company and, and get an engineering job. Sure. At a different company, which that might be more overhead than you want to do. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of a lot of changes. What do you think about the pay cut part? I have no idea. I don't know what product managers get paid. I'm going to guess that if you go down the TPM route, you'll probably won't have to take a pay cut, but I think there's a whole bunch of business roles that you would have to take a pay cut. Uh, like, like business, what? like I'm thinking business analyst, like a, kind of so an entry I, level. I, I don't know what that is. I, I've worked with people that have the title business analyst and they, they just kind of did product stuff. I didn't know. <laughs> they were like I, assistant to the product manager. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's exactly the kind of role I've seen too. Um, maybe it's spreadsheet jockeys a little bit and, you know, maybe do some surveys here and there. Um, because they were the assistant to the product manager or others, I always considered they probably were not a super high paying job. You know, hmm. did you, yeah, have you gotten that, that makes impression? Sense. I, yeah, I don't, I have no idea. I've never personally hired a business analyst. Neither but have I. seem to be plenty of them out there. Yeah. You were talking about the pay cut thing. So you might have to take a pay cut if you move into an entry level role. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel like there's a way to, skip the entry level if you there's a lot of leeway i think at most organizations for engineers to become more product focused if you are really interested in user testing or roadmaps basically my experience has been companies like it when the engineers get really interested in the user impact of their feature work mm -hmm. and there's there's a lot of room to just kind of dig into that and emphasize it more um, so I've, I've done user testing. I've, I've like flown out to clients. I've, I've been on sales calls and it's all stuff. I just said like, Hey, I want to do this because that's an area of software I'm interested in. And I, I'm not really interested in being a product manager. I just want to understand it more so I can be a better engineer, but mm -hmm. there's room there to participate more. I, I think Product organizations, I, I would guess a common complaint they have is the engineers are too focused on the tech and they get a little myopic about Angular versus Ember when it's like, yeah, but our customers are mad because it doesn't work right. <laughs> um, so, so I feel like a lot of people would be pretty excited to have engineers more interested in this. And that's a way to dip your toes into it, get some experience with it without 
switching careers, um, but you can still use that experience to prepare for a career switch later on. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. There is another title you could look into that would be more business focused and uh, definitely would not require a pay cut. What's that? CTO. I've heard of it. <laughs> uh, can't tell if you're joking or not. <laughs> no, I'm actually pretty serious. I think the CTO has to be more business uh, facing than probably any other one, any other person in the engineering organization, right? Yeah. This person has talked about business and we've talked about product a lot, but I think you're right that their uh, engineering management is more business focused in general than individual contributor engineering. Um, sure. So if you're really interested in that, then you could look at being a team lead or, or some kind of engineering manager. Um, there's a lot more planning you have to do. You have to coordinate between teams. You have to think more about the business impact of what your team is working on. There's mm -hmm. all there's all the people stuff. And maybe if that's stuff you're not interested in, um, that might not be the right path. But that is another option. And that does not come with a pay cut usually. The CTO? <laughs> usually path? the opposite. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, not, not just CTO. I mean, hopefully your CTO is paid well. But steps up the management ladder yeah, also yeah, yeah. generally come with pay increases. Yeah. The other title that occurs to me that might be more business focused would be developer evangelist or developer hmm. advocate. These roles that are a little more community facing and maybe more customer facing. Uh, yeah. Where you need a technical background, but it's not so much to write code for your product, but rather to support customers and business initiatives. Sure. There's also the kind of demo aspect of it where you're you're... Some of it is kind of sales and marketing. You're showing off all the cool oh, stuff yeah. your products can do. That's another position oh, that's widely known as sales engineer. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, well, I said that's true. Like I know what I'm talking about. I don't think I've ever worked with a sales engineer. <laughs> I've definitely never been one unless it was like sneakily done without my knowledge. <laughs> no one ever told me. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that's like? I've never been one either, but and I've never had one, but I've heard people say they wish they had one. <laughs> is this a is this an engineer that will participate in the sales process? So yeah, kind of answer exactly. questions? Yeah, so not just answer questions, but be able to dive into the technical aspects of things that the customer or prospective customer may have. You know, say you're selling enterprise software and the customer wants a deep integration with their existing systems. The sales engineer will help assess that, maybe even design the integration by collaborating with the uh, customer's technical people and the engineering organization for the vendor. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty common. I think it's more common in larger or companies who are selling enterprise software. Okay. Um, um, maybe I have been one of those then. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapped up in part of my role. Because I've definitely worked in enterprise software where... Uh, your software needs to be customized or you need to build some kind of integration to work with their systems. It's still pretty technical though. I mean, you, you could just get those requirements from someone. Uh, yeah, but your job would be to interface with the actual customer. And mm, this, so you this have person to figure saying, out how to build it. Yeah, exactly. And Josh says that he likes to collaborate and works well in meetings. So, and I think a sales engineer does a lot of that. Yeah, that's true. The other role You could pretty, just be a salesperson. Yeah. <laughs> Drop could. the engineer part. That, so another a lot uh, of meetings. Yeah, absolutely. The other um, title that's like that is called solutions architect, which sounds like it would be a technical role, but it's and it is technical, but usually it's in the sales organization. 
And everything I just described a sales engineer doing, I've seen people do as solutions architects as well. Hmm. Hmm. That is some interesting info. You have a lot of options here, Josh. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite things about software. You develop this very tactical skill of knowing how to program, and then you can apply it to so many different businesses. And then mm-hmm. a separate axis from the business is so many different roles within a business. Yeah, totally. Um, so there, there's a lot of freedom to figure out this is the exact kind of thing I like to do and then work towards doing more of that. Yep, I agree. I think it's a great thing. I like your advice about seeing if you can explore it within your own company, either a position change or just kind of gradually doing more of that work without an official title, because mm-hmm. that's a great low risk way of deciding if you like it or not. Yeah, uh, totally. And then you have more to talk about when you try and get a job explicitly in that role. Once you decide this is for sure the thing I want to do, either internally or externally, you can say, I've done this before. Here's all the results I've had from it. That makes it easier to get hired. Yep. Have we answered the question? I think so. I think Josh has a bright future. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck exploring that. I think it'll be fun. Cool. Question answered. All right. Question answered. What should people do if they want their own questions answered, Dave? Go to softskills.audio and click ask a question. We have a simple form you can fill out and we'd love to hear from you, especially if you got your question answered already and exercised the advice we gave. We'd love to hear the outcome, even if Mm -hmm. it went really bad. Maybe especially if it went really bad. Yeah. Feel free to take out your frustrations with your shattered career on us. We would <laughs> totally read that on the air. <laughs> oh, we feel really bad also. <laughs> yeah, we already feel bad even before you've told us. <laughs> I feel bad all the time. That's my secret. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always guilty. Yeah. It's like the guilty Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's it. If you All like right. the show, share it with people. Yeah, we like sure. it when people share it. We like it when people listen. We like it when people ask questions. So please keep doing that. We'll catch you next week.